I'm not a professional podcaster like you are, Stephen. <laughs> <laughs> You've been doing it for a while. Uh, doing it for a minute. I know, but actually, see, I need you to do something for me. Yeah. I need you to come up with an automation so I can push a button and it dismounts all of my external hard drives, yes. cuts the power to them, turns off my molecule, takes the collar off of my dog, and takes away all of her chew toys. Is there like a button I can push that will do all of that? Uh, you, I could have done it until the dog. The dog made it a little challenge. And also unplugging your... Why do you have to unplug and unmount them? It seems like the uh, hard drives. Well, because I, well, I don't have to actually unplug them, but I have to shut the power off to them because several of them, even if they're unmounted, just continue to like spin like a fan or noise. something. Yeah, they just make enough noise that I can't actually tell that they're making noise until I put my headphones on, and I'm like, oh, "What is all this noise?" And I have that's to like that, go around and unplug things. So that's annoying. Yeah, it is annoying, annoying. So it is annoying. Okay, I actually have a question we have to start with here. Oh, yeah. Wait, is this a show? Are we starting? This is the right show. Now? We've we've started. <laughs> we I, okay, we don't do no, like great. we don't do fancy introductions around here. So anyway, um, but I have a question to start. Okay, so I guess I should give some context for people who are listening to this. That I'm joined by my friend Stephen Robles, who I I gotta say is probably the most podcast hosty ish person I know. <laughs> Is that a compliment? Uh, it I can't is. Tell. Stephen okay. hosts several of my favorite shows. Seriously, oh, it's true. Kind. In fact, one of my favorite shows is not actually a show. It's the bonus content for one of Stephen's shows called Movies on the Side, which you co-host with Nate Bernowski. Yes. And I believe that it's true that if people pay some amount of money to Stephen and Nate, right, then they can as get little this. as one dollar. We okay. our Patreon has no minimum. You can pay literally a dollar a month. Here's the thing, too. Those bonus episodes. We have very few, like, paid supporters, but they're amazing. Like, our paid supporters have been with us for years. We've been doing the show for almost five years now. We used to, like, shuck and jive at the beginning of the episodes, but we called ourselves a movie review podcast. And so some people were like, you don't talk about the movie until 20 minutes in. So we were like, all right, well, let's just try and we'll do this as a bonus thing. But now everyone who listens to the bonus episodes are like, this is the best part of the podcast. And it's like, <laughs> should we just pivot and do this for the show? I don't know. I'll tell you, I like the movie part too. I really do okay, like the movie okay. ones. In fact, as an aside, I don't, I don't know if you can do an aside when you're already on a tangent, but if yep. I could, then one of my asides would be that one of my favorite podcast episodes of any podcast oh, is the episode where you, no offense to Nate, but you and your son Jordan reviewed oh. the movie Dune. Yes. Okay. It's not even that I like the movie Dune. I don't even think I made it through the whole movie, but- <laughs> The entire episode <laughs> is your son saying very smart and funny things and you just laughing uncontrollably like the whole time. <laughs> it is one of my favorite episodes of a podcast as a dad, right? I'm here yeah, for that yeah. sort of a thing. So, okay, but no, back to my kind. question. Thank you. Yeah, yes. It's true. It's true. And just yesterday we were at a small group type church thing and they did an icebreaker where you had to like write the name of a movie that you never get sick of watching on like your name tag along with your name. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't know. I don't have time to watch movies, but I know I like some movies and I'm not kidding you. I opened up the podcast app and I just started scrolling through your feed <laughs> until I could find the name of a movie that I'm wow. like, Oh, I can watch that one without getting sick of it. So it's a very useful podcast. Which, but Thank you. Which one did you say? So the Which one movie? I ended up picking, I was going to say, you should know elf. Except oh, right. I was afraid that like that's Christmas, right? I, yeah. I don't, I don't ever get sick of watching it, but I don't know that I would want to watch it not around Christmas. So I actually right. picked Night at the Museum. Oh, it was really? a toss up between that one and 
National Treasure, which, listen, neither of them are like amazing movies. No, they're but not. they're the kind of movie that you don't get tired of watching because they're just fun. So, yeah. Okay. That's very interesting. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, back to my question. Yes. On a very recent one of these bonus episodes, mm. you and Nate were talking about drinking water. <laughs> For any of your listeners, they now have the impression that our bonus episode are like the most banal, like mundane. Yes, we talked about drinking water, but it was good. And I will tell yeah. you though, you're the 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 kicker for that episode. This is not my point, by the way, but the kicker for that episode where you said, "Let's pour one out for Subway." Oh wait, you don't yeah. have a drink. <laughs> Thank you for catching that. I mean, I that was a masterclass right there. In just oh, that was some Aaron Sorkin level. Oh, I'm, thank uh, you. I'm just telling you. Thank anyway. You. Not my question. Uh, still, ho- still not. Still. Hopefully, people are listening still. But anyway, because we are, we do have a topic we're going to talk about. But this yes, was just yes. too good. You, you had said that um, you are sort of a hydration elitist, and that you don't drink tap water, especially not in Florida. Now, Correct. Stephen, I've been a lot of places around the world, and there are definitely mm-hmm. some that I would not drink the water mexico for example everybody knows that you don't drink the water in mexico or you will definitely remember that vacation for a very bad reason egypt is another one i traveled to egypt and everybody was like don't even use the ice everybody was like stay away you know you have to do the bottle so yes okay so but florida and i think you said that the reason is because you have gators and mosquitoes and something no no now listen you did you said i don't drink the water because we have gators and that part was the joke but you go okay i'm like but i'm okay well then that helps me with the question because I've been to Florida a dozen or so time and I'm thinking like, is there this phenomenon where you turn on the tab and the gators just come no, out? Like, no, no. I feel like I would have heard about this. <laughs> no, it's the chlorine. It, it tastes like you're drinking a pool. That's why you don't drink the, the Florida tap. That's the real reason. It's really chlorinated and, uh, you know, lots of sediment. The, the gator part was just a joke, but it doesn't taste good. Oh, okay. No, See, it I'm doesn't not, taste good. I'm not that. There was no one there to laugh at the joke, so I didn't catch that. Right, that that's was the, the thing. Oh, okay. yeah. Nate, Nate, Nate refuses to acknowledge half my jokes. So. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, it's, it's, it doesn't taste great. And once you taste like filtered versus tap, it's, yeah, it's a difference here. It is very weird. But anyway, I did not actually, believe it or not, bring you here to ridicule your water consumption habits. I promise. That's all right. You complimented the podcast first. So you can oh, say whatever great. else. You can so, ridicule anything. Yeah, okay. Fun. So, uh, and that's probably, I have to guess, like your like sleeper podcast. Like, and I don't mean it puts people to sleep. I mean, like, it's the one that probably people are least familiar with. Least familiar. I mean, compared to, you know, percentages are okay. I mean, it is like... L- almost 1% of the downloads of like Apple Insider. Okay. <laughs> so it's, it's like very small show. But you know, it's weird too. We'll have some episodes like we did Aladdin with Will Smith. We sung a lot in that episode and like that one will get a thousand downloads or whatever. Okay. But it's a small show. Yeah. And we do it just for fun. But it's a very good show. I, I highly recommend for people, especially like if you're thinking of um, like you want to watch a movie and you want to know like what real people think of the movie, <laughs> find it on their feed and it's great. So, okay. Appreciate it. So the real yes. reason I invited you here is yes. because, well, frankly, I, I often have a lot of thoughts about particular Apple products, and normally when that happens, I try to find my way to find a way to invite myself onto one of your podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> you invite yourself like you did uh, recently. The, I think I did that with the iPads recently. <laughs> yeah, the iPads. You were like, "Hey, I need to do. I need to be on your show to I talk said, about." Listen, this. you want to talk about some iPads? <laughs> and, yeah, I was all it for worked. it. Yeah, absolutely, it worked. So, but this time I thought, right. Uh, it, for people who who do listen to this show, last week Jess and I were talking about how <clears throat> we're kind of shaking things up a little bit, mostly because <laughs> we were both so busy that we really couldn't find time, a consistent time for us to 
like regularly get together to record. So basically what we decided was that she and I will record whenever we can coordinate our schedules. And there's a topic that we really want to talk about together because we have a lot of fun doing that. But that in the meantime, we're going to try to make this more consistent by inviting some other people. And I really wanted to talk about the new home pods. And like when I went through the list of people in my brain, by far, Stephen, you are the best person I can think of to spend oh. an hour talking about the HomePod because yes. you are a musician type person. You like sound. <laughs> <laughs> you like listening yeah, to things. It's on my resume at the top. Yes. I like sound. That is right. true. You also just recently built a house. So you have some experience with like how the HomePod compares to all of the other things a person might choose to use to listen to that sound, right? Yes. I mean, I have a degree in trumpet performance. In retrospect, I would have gotten a different degree, but that's what I have. I have a music degree, but I love music, classical music and jazz. Like I'm one of those guys, but I also love the movie experience, hence the movie podcast. And it was kind of my longtime dream before building this house to have like a full Dolby Atmos 7.1, like legit sound system in a room. And like my whole time growing up and even my early years of marriage, I would always buy those like cheap 5.1 systems in a box. You know, you can get like the Philips audio or whatever. And all the speakers came in a box, all everything had wires. And I, even that, like I still did that when I could. But home theater and music and audio uh, is a passion. I do enjoy, you know, having good audio where I'm going to be in different rooms. And I had an opportunity to retrofit several rooms in this new house with different systems that we can get into. But yeah, that's me. That's fantastic. And so I recently wrote a review of the HomePod, the new HomePod, um, which is a lot like the old HomePod, except for that <laughs> yes. it's completely new, but also behaves the same. But I was more focused on sort of the whole, like, why did Apple do this? Kind of the business case of it, that sort of a thing. And I knew, in fact, you have a YouTube review that you were so kind to send me six minutes before we started recording. So just, not... It just published. I'm going to text you the link. It was so processing I... the 4K for like an hour. But yeah, I have out. not seen it yet. So these thoughts will be all fresh to me. But to someone who's listening yes. to this, it will have been out. And I will include a link to that because I think people should watch Thank it. You. But you're going to have to just, you know, rehash some no, of it. I'll for say it all me. again here. Yeah, I'll say it all. Again. That's fantastic. So because I wanted to talk kind of just about the the actual product itself. But you you have the new home pods, right? You have at least one yes. or two. I have a pair okay. of new home pods in white. Yes. Okay. In white. That's, that's, that's a good color. We have two OG home pods in white that we use as a stereo pair in our living room with our Apple TV. And then we have two home pod minis in our bedroom. We like to call them the snowball home pods or the snow pods, right? Because they are the exact right. size of a buddy, the elf snowball. Right. So, <laughs> right, right. Yeah, anyway, and I also have a, a HomePod Mini in my office. By the way, did you know when they tell you that the operating range of the new HomePod, or excuse me, of the HomePod Mini is like 32 to 95 degrees Fahrenheit or something like that? What they mean is that the temperature sensor inside that new, the little HomePod Mini will not register temperature below 32 degrees. And the reason I know is that my new hmm. office is in the backyard and it's a shed and it doesn't have heat in it yet. And it just says right. 32 all the time. And I'm like, wow, it's holding heat pretty well. I'm like, oh no, it just doesn't register anything below 32 degrees. Wow. So yeah, it's for in the house. I mean, I guess I get that. I mean, unless yeah, you're- Yeah, most people probably don't use it for the purpose <laughs> that I'm using no, it for no, right no, now. No, 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 no. I need my igloo. I need to get the temperature and humidity for my igloo out back. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. In Florida, you're igloo. Nice. Uh, so uh, do my you, kids want to see you, snow so bad. Let me just say that I have to figure out how to work out them seeing snow. That's bring them to Michigan. We'll take you. We'll take you guys skiing. 
it's, oh, it's it'll be amazing. So do that. That'd be good. All right. Okay. HomePod. So you have two new HomePods, but do you and you had did you have OG HomePods as well? I had three OG HomePods. I had wish I had bought four at the time. Now I don't care because there's new ones out. But I have two OGs and a stereo pair. I compared that listening, and I used those in a home theater setup a year ago also when we were moving and building this house. I used an OG pair connected to my Apple TV for Dolby Atmos and all that. So I spent a good year listening to a pair both for music and movies, OG first generation. Now those are in my son's room. He uses those. And I have the new HomePod 2s here in my studio, and I've tested music, watched movies, did it all. That's that's cool. Now, I uh, Apple sent me two of the new HomePods as review units, and I actually had not set them up as a stereo pair yet. And the reason why I have not done that, well, I have now, but the reason I hadn't done that is that when Apple sends you review units, they send you one of each, a white and a midnight. Um, so they don't match. And there is only one mm. place in my house that I would be allowed to set up a stereo pair of HomePods that are not the same color. And that is in my <laughs> office. And so right. my temporary, my current office, not the freezing outside office. And so I, I bought a Roku TV um, not that long ago for my office. And so the TV, I think, was $200. The, yeah. the sound system for the TV right now, which actually didn't cost me anything because I have to send them back because they're review units, but was like three times as expensive as this. By the way, Roku TVs, listen, I get that like they are the, it's the most popular streaming yes. platform, but they are just garbage. Anything, anything <laughs> if you They used to be good. Roku used to be like the thing. Before but Roku itself fire. is fine. It's just if you pay $200 for a HDR 4K television, it's going to probably be garbage. But mm-hmm. anyway, that's mm-hmm. that's another podcast episode. So sure, sure, sure. I have tested them. Um, they sound, to me, basically the same. But I guess I'm curious what your impression of the second-generation HomePod is because I, I find the like the lineup confusing. But I think we should start with talking, you know, what, what did you think when you fired fired up your stereo pair? It was weird. So when I was doing my review, I wanted to compare it to various audio setups. And I feel like for most people, comparing them to the OG HomePods is the least useful because you can't really get them anymore if you don't have them. Like, it doesn't matter to you. But those who are in the Apple world and probably jumped on the first HomePods probably jumped on these. So when I compared them, I listened to the same track, which is the artist was Snarky Puppy. They're a great artist. The track was Lingus, and it's a jazz fusion track. And I listened to that, plus a couple of classical works uh, that I really enjoy and know very well. The OG HomePods, A, still sound great. Supposedly, they've, not supposedly, they have two more tweeters, same subwoofer. I found the OGs, the bass was still, I preferred it. I think the bass was a little more punchy than the new HomePod, and I, I just liked that low end. The new HomePod 2 stereo pair, they still st- they sound excellent still. I found the bass response a little less punchy. Again, it's a different room. They're sitting on a different material table. Like, all of those factors come into play, probably barely noticeable by most people. But that was just my initial impression with the bass. That being said, the clarity and the highs when dialogue is happening in a movie or when listening to music, hearing the strings in classical works, I do think the HomePod 2s have an edge in the clarity and the higher end frequencies uh, when you're listening to music and watching movies, which is something that even the Apple PR people said in a couple of interviews, like they really focused on clarity of sound. So that was just my, my initial impression. They still sound great. Like, like your review said, like they're, they're great speakers. They sound yeah. great. Yeah. Yeah, they are. I mean, and I will say that my, like my, 
uh, you mentioned the band and the song, and I didn't understand any of those words until you got to <laughs> classical. But uh, my standard, this is, I'll tell you something about myself. You'll relate to this because you like movies. But my standard is I set them up and I play The Greatest Showman, the movie. Yes, and yes. if you can understand what Hugh Jackman is saying at the very beginning while that right. you know stuff is happening, yes. then you have a good set of speakers. <laughs> that is Be- true. Because the difference between the sound of the music and the, the choir chorus in the background and his like very, very low down here kind of thing that he's right. doing is very, Ladies very hard. And, and gents, I've always, this is the moment. yes, yeah. I've always had to use closed captioning to have any idea what's yeah, happening. Oh, but yeah. The new HomePods, I would the second generation, I would say were a lot easier for me to tell that there are multiple things happening at the same time, right? Like that, that's not a very scientific way of explaining it, but the original ones sound amazing, but I had no idea what he was saying. I think that is speaks to the clarity that I was alluding to. I do think for dialogue, for nuances of sound, my test, like you say, The Greatest Showman, my test is the lacrimosa movement of Mozart's Requiem. It's very specific. You've, everyone oh, yeah, that has was heard my other one, too. Yeah, <laughs> listen, everyone has heard that movement in a commercial or movie at some point. It's used all the time. But at the very, very beginning of the track, there is a very soft string chord that is played. Honestly, for years, I didn't even know it was there. I just thought the song didn't start until five seconds in. But mm. on the new HomePods, it is very clear, very present, even at a low volume. And even when you pump them up to a, a loud volume, they retain the clarity. You know, there's no distortion. They're very careful about that. So I do think the clarity is improved on the new HomePod, which goes into the movie watching experience. And we can talk about that later. Yeah. So now I do think you you brought up there's fewer tweeters. There's uh, they redesigned the magnets inside. They It's got a new processor inside of it. And in a, you know, when Apple sends you stuff, they also make you like sit through a class. It's actually not a class. It's like a briefing. They talk to you about it <laughs> and that kind brief. of stuff. And, yeah. and uh, they go through all of this, the stuff about what's changed and that kind of thing. And, and really the, the fascinating thing to me about this is if you, if you just had, if you walked into a room and there were two of them and they were sort of not sitting right next to each other, you'd have no idea that there's anything different about them because they look at close glance, you can tell there's a difference, but from across the room, it's like that's the same thing. They look exactly right. this like this. You can it's a HomePod. You know exactly what it is, but there is almost nothing about the new one that is the same as the old one, including the power cord. Like everything about right. the display is different. The 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 covering is different. The bottom is different. The chip is different. The speak and so they did take away a couple of the tweeters, right. but Apple says that the the work that they went into was largely based on essentially getting more out of what was there. And they learned a lot from the old home pod and they, so it's kind of like, if we're going to bring this thing back out, we should make it better. Cause one of the big complaints, and I don't know if you ever had this happen is that the original ones would just randomly die on, on people. Did, did yours die? Mine never died. You know, I had three, they still work. They're still in use. My sons are using all three in various places. I never, mine never died on me. I think Marco Armand has said they have died and other people, but I just never experienced that. They get, I mean, they're super slow. You know, you can update them to the latest 16.3 or whatever, but it's still like very, very slow, but never died. Never died on me. Yeah. And ours, I had to just do this yesterday. I think they were jealous that there were new HomePods in the house, but they stopped <laughs> responding to the Apple TV. So you could use the Apple TV remote clicker and it would show that the volume was going up and down, but they were making, they were, they were on strike. They were making z- mm. absolutely no sound. <laughs> and if you disconnected them from the Apple TV, then the TV speakers would make sound. So I'm like, okay, well it's not the Apple TV. And then you reassign the audio to the, 
HomePods and they're like, nope, <laughs> we, we right, see what you're right. doing over there. We are, we are not going, you not cannot trick us. And so I had to, re, I had to restart them. There's an option in the home app that you can actually just do that. And once I did that, I guess I broke their will and they started making sound again, but like, that's the only problem that I've ever had. Now, aside from the fact that they're not great when it comes to Siri, we can talk about that in a minute. I do think the new one at a minimum, it seems like it does a better job of hearing me tell it to do things. And then as long as the thing I'm asking it to do doesn't require Siri to figure something out, I found that they were very good at, for example, yeah. start playing a thing, which I know technically involves Siri, but that's very different than when I asked it who was playing in the Super Bowl. And she'd give me like a six sentence response. The last two words were the Eagles and the Chiefs. And I'm like, Whereas if you ask Google, like it would just say the Eagles and the Chiefs. Like it's right. I don't know. You have there is a separation between the hardware devices, like processing speed and how good it is at running your queries, and then also Siri's ability to answer your questions and the cloud part of Siri. And I'll say the hardware side in my video review, I take one of my OG HomePods and one of the new ones, and I just ask it, "What's the weather today?" The new one like two, three seconds in, it's telling me the weather. The old one, it was a solid 10 to 15 seconds before it even like started saying what it was going to say. And in the meantime, it told me like, waiting one moment, still getting it. <laughs> you know, it gave me all those like filler words. So the speed is re like remarkably different. Yeah, and that has a lot to do, I'm, you know, I'm sure with the fact that they are no longer using a 10-year-old iPhone yeah, chip and instead A8. they're using... <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> that's sad. And what? so what's the last iPhone that that would have been in? Like the, the 10, iPhone 10? 6, I believe. Oh, my goodness. So, yeah, that's bad. <clears throat> yeah, the, the iPhone 10, I think, had the A10. Yeah, anyway, it's old. Yeah, yeah and so now they're in, there were some people who were like, why would they stick a watch chip in here? And, and, and if you think about it, like it, an iPhone or a HomePod is not actually that sophisticated of a computer, right? I mean, it's, it's a sophisticated. It's doing less than the watch. Like the watch is doing way more like heart rate, blood oxygen, you know, motion capturing. Like it's it's not doing any of that. That actually <laughs> so. might be the missing feature from the HomePod. You just put your hand over it and it'll tell you what your heart rate is. That would be amazing. Okay, we're we're not. Pro this is not a product design meeting, but nope, nope. It, some maybe it should be. But anyway, so the, you know, it's got the S seven in it, which yeah, it, that's a watch chip, but it's more than capable of doing all of the things that a HomePod needs to do, which is basically hear you say, please play some music. Or even actually we avoid doing that at our house because we have so many Siri devices that we like to watch them fight over which one will respond. So I usually start the music on my phone and just walk up and do the handoff thing. And I will right. say handoff is like infinitely faster on the new one than it was oh, ever yeah. on the OGs Absolutely. for us. Yeah. Correct. They'd be, they'd be like, they're like, oh, I see you have a phone there. Hmm. I wonder what you're going to do with it. Oh, yeah, it's wait, getting closer. What do you me? What, why are you looking at me? <laughs> right. What are you doing? Well, yeah. You got AirPods. Why are you talking to me about this? Stuff? Right. So, okay. So I do want to talk for just a second, though, also about the HomePod Mini, which still exists. And I yes. feel like it's important to sort of establish the, the HomePod Mini first, because really that's the HomePod that I think Apple expects that most people are going to buy, right? And, and we can talk about like, who's the HomePod for, but the first, uh, but, and the HomePod mini is unchanged, but it's, it, well, that's not true actually. I It has nothing to do with the HomePod coming out, but the software did change it. And you did, a, right. I, I like the video you did about that. So tell us like what happened to the HomePod mini. So the HomePod mini got more 
powers, more features. I mean, the temperature and humidity <laughs> sensor being the biggest thing of like, when it came out, the teardowns were like, hey, there's a sensor in here. Why can't we use it? And then two years later, you know, we finally get, you know, we get access to those sensors. So that was weird, but, you know, cool now, temperature and humidity. But I do think 16.3 brings features. This actually goes to the OG HomePod also, but a lot more features like asking it where family members' locations are, if they share your location and find my being able to do things like uh, like turning off other people's alarms. Like there's a lot of features in HomePod that may have been there already, but people didn't know about. But 16.3 actually brings like a lot more features. And so the HomePod mini, it's just a really useful device. And I kind of make this argument about the new HomePod 2. Like there's a whole ecosystem and feature set that set these devices apart from something like a Sonos speaker or just another smart speaker that you would buy mainly for audio where the HomePod and even the HomePod Mini, it can act as your home hub. It's got matter and thread, which makes your HomeKit devices respond faster. It can run Siri shortcuts, and I do that a lot. You know, simple Siri, Siri shortcuts, you know, big scenes for your home device, for your smart home and all that. So I, I do think it supercharged the HomePod Mini a little bit, but I think they're they're more than just speakers, and I think that's where, you know, people get a little off. Yeah, and I will say that they're actually very good speakers, by the way. Right? Oh, they're, they're not great. They're not better than a HomePod, obviously, but there's a, I mean, they're not meant to be, but a stereo pair of HomePod minis, that's what we use with right. the television and the Apple TV in our bedroom, where we don't need the full, you know, power of a HomePod, obviously, because all we ever do in there is watch Friends. Like, that's, that's it. That's the only <laughs> thing that we use. We have an right. Apple TV, a 50-inch plasma TV, wow. and two HomePod minis, and the only thing we ever use them for is watching Friends. It weighs 3,000 pounds. <laughs> it TV. does. That's the thing. It's 50, but it's 15 years old, and it still works and looks just as beautiful as the day that I first got it. But it sure. is, you do need a forklift and three guys to try to move it because it yes. does weigh a million pounds. But the HomePod mini, I think it's even that's kind of an interesting product because it's if you if you compare it to the fact that Amazon, you know, if you put an Amazon Echo into your shopping cart and hover over the the buy now button long enough, they will just airdrop one, drop one off on your lawn like yeah. for free. Like right. they will give you an an Echo Dot. Like, <laughs> oh, you bought I a mean, toaster? Here's an yeah, Echo. They'll just give them to you. Like, I get press releases from Amazon when they do their like Prime Day sale and stuff, yeah. and it's like all Echo things. Like, we just want, please take them. We have a warehouse full of them. If you stop by, we'll throw one at your car. Like, so, and that's what people if people are thinking of. I want a thing I can talk to that will tell me the weather and also sometimes play music. That that's the competition, and those I think they start at like. 49 you can easily get them for 49 bucks any like any time in a home pod sure maybe best buy will discount it occasionally amazon will discount it occasionally, but it, like apple does not change the price it's 99 dollars all the time and it that's kind of pricey now you you described that it'll do more than just make music or play music it's more than just a speaker but I, i'm kind of curious like is apple too late for that like i i think i think the smart home has to become a little more pervasive for people for it to be more useful for instance like my mom she's now living by herself i had gotten her a homepod mini about a year ago and she used it to play music she enjoyed that but now i'm actually like i installed a smart doorbell i put a smart plug on one of her lamps and she enjoys you know controlling all that just from the homepod it's in a central location of the house and so she now understands like oh i can play music and ask it to turn on my lamp and, you know, even text for me. You know, that's one of the things people don't realize. If you have personal requests turned on, you could say text to my spouse, text so-and-so, and it can just send it, you know, and you don't even have to touch your phone. If you're cooking, you got your hands full. 
And so I think Apple really focuses on the sound aspect. Like if you scroll the HomePod page on, the, uh, page on their website, it's all about the sound, like immersive sound, spatial audio and all that. And I do think it would be more beneficial, especially with the mini, to say this is actually a much larger use case device than just the audio. I like I like to have a HomePod mini in every room just to control my home kit. Now, again, everything in my home is smart, like every light switch is smart, like everything is smart. And when you do have that and you have some scenes, it's nice to be able to just like call out to Siri in any room and know it's going to control whatever you want it to. But again, that's a benefit you don't really feel unless you're down the road on the smart home category. Yeah, and I think it takes a lot of confidence for someone to say, everything in my home is smart. <laughs> I don't but have I a smart you, faucet. I don't I have a smart faucet. Kudos. I say that. Yeah, thank you, thank you. Yeah, but well, you're right, though. And we at our home have a little of everything, right? We, we have three Echo Dots that... The reason, actually we have four now. The reason we got them is because we bought the ones that have the LCD on the front of them and they basically are alarm clocks for our children in their rooms. So they have these Amazon Echo. And the other thing we use them for is that in the morning when they won't get out of bed, the Amazon, the Alexa app, excuse me, will let you send like intercom messages and it has all of these like sounds you can send. (laughs) And so the children, they don't enjoy the fact that I will tell them to get up if surrounded by like 10 fart sounds and stuff like that yes you knew where this was going and that's exactly where it's going but so i do like that feature but then we also in our kitchen have a google nest hub home i I don't know what it's called but it's the big one with the screen yep we have two of the small ones with the screens we have and the reason that we actually got those is because at the time google was a lot easier to connect things to you didn't have to buy these weird hub things you could just they served if you had one of those with the screen it would serve as your Google Assistant hub. So if you had light bulbs in the house, you didn't have to like plug the lamps into weird hubs and stuff like that. So we have like a little bit of everything. We now have a level lock on our front door. I shouldn't tell people that because I guess you can hack them. I don't know. You don't know. (laughs) I don't know. But that one connects directly to, you know, whatever our home kit hub is. So we're living in a weird world in our house. I get it. But if the HomePod mini was serving this sort of role, it was a good speaker for a lot of people. Like what? What do you think happened to the big HomePod? Like, where did it go? Why did it disappear? And and then we can talk, like, why is it back? I think it had a really slow processor. And over time, it became more and more evident of, like, this is not, this is frustrating for most people to use. You know, if someone had an iPhone 12, I think the original HomePod was still on sale when, like, the like iPhone 12 or 11 came out. Like, even using Siri on that device versus the OG HomePod, the HomePod just feels broken, like it's not good. So I think obviously Apple could not keep selling that slow of a HomePod. And to just update the chip, although you could argue they basically just did that now, but it, you know, to basically update it then, maybe it wasn't worth it. But I do think there was a small-ish Apple segment of the market that really wanted that high audio, high-quality audio experience. I mean, you think back to the iPod Hi-Fi. You know, that thing, super niche. I can't, you know, I imagine, you know, letting like time and, you know, how many people use Apple devices now versus then. I'm sure there were more HomePod buyers than iPod Hi-Fi, you know, even if the times were the same. But Apple has always wanted that high quality audio experience. And so I think they like, for lack of a better word, a product like the big HomePod in their lineup. But the old one was too slow. It was hard to justify. Competition was moving away. And I just think they 
they said it was discontinued to uh, TechCrunch. They said that model was discontinued. And so it went away. And now, I maybe it's because the S7 chip, it was the ideal chip and manufacturing and supply chain allowed for it to go in the HomePod and, you know, the supply chain would work out and everything. Plus, matter is now a thing. You know, it's more in the conversation of the smart home world. So Apple can say, hey, this thing is also matter and thread. I don't know. But I think it's just that vocal community that of Apple users that really like high-quality audio. They really love the OG HomePod. People were still buying them on eBay for hundreds of dollars. You know, it's not a ton of effort for Apple to slightly redesign it, put the S7 chip they already use in the Apple Watch, and say, well, here you go. Great audio. <laughs> here you go. Okay, so do you think that when they discontinued, we'll put that in quotes. Yeah, if, quotes. I don't think you can yeah. do that on podcast, but we'll pretend. Um, if it, 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 When they discontinued it, do you think that they were planning on, on doing what they did, that they were working on a version two? Or do you think at that point they had said, huh, we still haven't even sold all the original ones that we made, so maybe this product is not going to be a hit? You know, I, don't, I always hear Gruber talking about the lead time on products, Apple products, and how they're always years and years in the making. Something like this HomePod 2, I don't know if they would have needed years to develop it. I mean, again, not extremely different. I think maybe when they made that announcement, they they thought maybe they will do a different, newer version. But I think they were going to focus on the HomePod Mini and make that the thing. And they pushed it hard for, you know, that year, year and a half where there was no big HomePod at all. Like HomePod Mini was everywhere. I mean, they built a set, right? Yeah, Remember, it was they huge, built a yeah. whole set and they had the HomePod Mini everywhere. And it was like... You can use this to, you know, start your BMW. Like all of these, not really, but they had all of this. Like it was a big part of a of a one of their COVID keynotes, right? But that's what we call them when they just do it on right. video. But it was a big, like that set. People talked about the set more than they talked about the HomePod Mini. And it's interesting because every time Apple does like a HomeKit segment in an event, they always have like the HomePod Mini on a coffee table as they talk about it, not the Apple TV. Which for me, maybe it's because I always get the latest Apple TV because it's the hub of my like home theater experience. Maybe it's because they know people don't buy Apple TV very often or just use their smart TV. It seems like Apple looks at the HomePod mini as the home hub for most people, not the Apple TV. And it's just backwards to me because my Apple TV, the new one, especially that just came out a few months ago, it's got A15 Bionic, you know, it's got the thread, it's got matter. Like it is more powerful than the even big HomePod that just came out. But again, most people not buying Apple TVs, maybe. Maybe there's more HomePod mini buyers than Apple TV. Apple's got the data. But that's it's seen as like the hub of the home. Yeah, yeah, I think you're right. I mean, they it is funny that they stuck a, an A15 Bionic in a thing that basically just streams Netflix for most people. Sneaky in Sasquatch, I'm telling right. you. That's some processing <laughs> power. Yes, because Apple is known for its gaming prowess. But <laughs> My kids love Sneaky Sasquatch. I'm just saying that. They play it all listen, the time. Listen, our children have worn out controllers playing fro Frogger on an Apple TV, but that's about it. But I don't think you need an A15 Bionic to do that. No, in you fact, don't. I know no, for a fact don't. you don't because the one that they've played it on is much, much older. But like I have a hypothesis. My hypothesis is that Apple's like saw that if they did not offer something that what was going to happen is that people who might have bought a HomePod mini, but then wanted to expand started to look to other ecosystems, right? Because they did not have the premium sound device. And, and it's weird because Apple, I mean, with the exception, I think of Spotify, Apple is probably most closely, and, and I would say Apple's reputation here is, is probably stronger than Spotify. It's products just maybe don't 
win quite as much as that one but like music is their thing steve jobs clearly had a huge love for music the ipod one of the most influential products in the history of consumer technology until the iphone and it probably influenced the iPhone in many, many ways, but like it was a music yeah. device. It's a widescreen yeah, iPod. Yeah, exactly. It's the first widescreen iPod internet exactly. And so music was a big thing. So there is a part of it where it's just like, we do this because we love this, but like we know Apple, like Apple doesn't, like they got rid of the Wi-Fi routers, which would make a lot more sense as a home hub, right? And they aren't, so yes. they aren't just doing this for fun, I guess is what I'm trying to say. It's not just because Eddie Q is like, we got Apple Music, we need a good speaker, right? There's There's <laughs> got to be more to it than that. And he's a good negotiator from everything I've heard, but I don't think he could convince Tim Cook to sell a new $300 speaker just because they have Apple Music. So I, I, I'm curious, like what must have triggered them to say, we got to put this thing back in the lineup and and not do some of the other things that I feel like, like the Google Nest, Hub Max, whatever, the one with the screen and Alexa has the show or Amazon has the Echo Shows. Like that to me feels like, the what seemed like the next logical piece but it isn't where apple went so i'm trying to reconcile like what why well and i I think i was listening to the verge cast they were talking about the home pod too and it was a thing this might this doesn't seem like apple's final form when it comes to smart home features or speakers that they might still be aiming at the large screen home hub device that is like an ipad ish but maybe runs some TV OS weirdness, and then that's the OS that runs on all HomePods. Who knows? Like, Apple might still be aiming at that. But I do think, as I was testing over the weekend, you know, I have many different Sonos speakers in the house, and when you look at pricing, that whole market that looks at the Sonos speakers, a pair of HomePods for $600 is actually a great value if it sounds anywhere near as good as Sonos speakers. And in my experience, they actually sound better than most. And as I was comparing them all, the only Sonos systems that I would put ahead of a pair of the new HomePods is when you pair it with a sub, either the Sonos Arc and the Sonos Sub Gen 3 or the Sonos Beam and the Sonos Sub Mini. But both of those combinations are hundreds and hundreds of dollars more than a pair of HomePod 2s. And so I I feel like it's an easy win especially for users who are in the Apple ecosystem. They already subscribe to Apple Music. They use Siri and are comfortable with it. Having high-quality audio and a speaker like the HomePod 2, it's just an easy win. Okay, so let's talk for a second about comparing some of those. You talked about Sonos, which is probably the most obvious comparison for most people who are considering something like a HomePod. They're obviously, you know, Google makes several devices. They make a standalone speaker that's sort of kind of in between a HomePod mini and a HomePod 2 version 2 or the OG. And I, again, I have to look up the, the name of it because we have one in the other room. I don't remember what they call them. Um, it was in, in Amazon makes an Echo Studio, I think they call it. I thought it was the Nest Hub Max, is it not that? Well, that's the one with the screen. Okay, they have a Nest Audio. That's what I'm thinking of. They have they make something Nest called Audio. the Nest Audio, which is roughly the height of a HomePod, but skinnier. It's like a HomePod on a diet. Basically. Oh yeah, I see. Yeah, it's yeah. like a tall vertical. Thing. And it yeah, actually sounds really good, to be perfectly honest with you. For like the sure. hundred bucks, it sounds better than a HomePod Mini. That's for sure. Uh, but it's also got a bigger speaker in it, and so that in 
Amazon makes, I think, it, I think it's called the Echo Studio. Maybe it's something, something Amazon, something Echo, something, something music. I don't know. And it's it's apparently a pretty good premium product. I've never used one of them. And and I feel like for both Google and for Amazon, it's sort of like you see this tiered approach, right? You have like the mini thing that's like disposable that you put on the counter, and then if you were like, oh, this is kind of cool, I might as well buy something in the same ecosystem. You can work your way up. But I don't think people who are looking at the HomePod competition are like starting with a Nest Mini and going up to a Nest Audio and then whatever. No. They're they're looking at like, what can I buy that will be very good sounding and solve these needs? And I think you mentioned the two most obvious ones, a soundbar or a home theater system. And I, I would agree with you. A HomePod is a way better solution for most people than yes. either of those. Now you have, I think, all of those in your home. Is that true? I have all of them. I have a Sonos Arc and Big Sub, a Beam and a Sub Mini. I have a pair of Sonos 1SLs on the patio. I have a Dolby 7.1 like in-ceiling and in-wall speakers in another room. And now I got a pair of HomePod 2s. And your kids are going to have full rides to college because there will be no money. I'm just kidding. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, they, they better. Um, well, you know, and again, all of that is very expensive. It was over time, you know, different situations. Also when building a house, you know, I knew I was, I wanted to retrofit everything right away. And I was fortunate enough to be able to do that. But comparing them all, I don't know. How, how do you want to compare them? How do you want me to So I want to know, because you do have them all. And I, I guess I want to know from a sound perspective first, because I want to then talk about like why someone would make a decision for one of those. But when you think about just like how does, a, you kind of said this already, but for most people, does a HomePod, a pair, well, we're going to call it a pair because I don't think yeah. anyone should just buy one. That's kind of stupid. Like there's really no reason to buy one unless you have like a small apartment or you just want one in a bedroom. Most people should buy two. So we're talking about 600 bucks for all of the things that you could spend $600 on some, some Sonos combination. You can't really get a 7.1 system in your house for, for $600. No. But how do you, how do you feel like sound wise the HomePod version two compares? I think they compare really well. I think Sonos Beam, the soundbar itself, is four hundred and fifty dollars. The Sonos Arc by itself is like eight to nine hundred, and I actually think a pair of HomePod Twos sound better than both of those because they are really not made for bass response. Like Sonos really wants you to pair those with the Sub Mini or the Big Subwoofer, which those are four hundred something dollars, and the Big Sub is seven hundred and fifty dollars respectively. So it is not cheap to get, I think, a better quality audio through Sonos. So if you had $600 to spend, I would not get a Sonos soundbar by itself. I would get a pair of HomePod 2s because they sound better. They have better bass response. It's better for music and better for movies than just a single soundbar. Now, if money was no object, my Sonos Arc and the Big Sub is one of the best sounding music experiences in my house. And again, that's $1,600 total. So that's $1,000 more than a pair of two HomePods. It is very good. I don't know if it's $1,000 better. Like two, a pair of HomePod 2s is actually really, really good. So while sound quality is better there, when it's listening to music, ease of use, like I actually don't use that arc for music because the Sonos app is kind of cumbersome. Apple Music is not as easy. Like I can't just ask Siri to play it. Supposedly you can ask a HomePod like, hey, play this on this speaker. That doesn't work consistently for me. So if I want to play music through that arc, I'm either browsing the Apple TV, Apple Music app, or I'm on my iPhone airplaying to it. And it's just not a great experience. So ecosystem taken as a whole, 
if your goal is a good music listening experience, you're an Apple Music subscriber, and you don't want to have to think about it, I think the HomePod 2 is actually the best option. Even though the Arc and Sub sound better, the $1,000, I don't know if it's $1,000 better. The HomePod 2 is actually a great music experience. Okay, so now it sort of gets kind of muddy in there. Would you say that the Sonos system is as good as a in-the-wall speaker system? I would say the Sonos Arc and Sub get really, really close to my 7.1 system. Like it is, if someone didn't want to wire anything, like they weren't building a home, they're moving in somewhere and they don't want to deal with all that, like the Sonos Arc and Sub solution is really great and probably worth it. Like, and if you don't have a huge room, like it, it's really, really good. The 7.1, like the only reason I was able to do that is because I could run wires before drywall went up. Right. Like I was able to install speakers. Like I n- would not do that otherwise. So home theater experience, movie viewing, the Sonos Arc and Big Sub is really good. I even say the Sonos Beam and Sub Mini, which if you put those together, it's about $800. So now you're very close to the pair of HomePod pricing. If your focus is movie viewing, I do think the Beam and Sub Mini do a little better at home theater. So if you're watching movies and that's your priority, you want to get the best audio for movies, maybe the Beam and Sub Mini is a better choice. But if you look at the whole picture, people are typically not buying multiple sound systems at the same time. They're saying, I want something in my living room that sounds good for music and sounds good for movies and it's easy to use. I think the HomePod 2 is actually a better solution. The music experience is better on those than the Sonos Beam and Sub Mini. The ease of use, especially if you're an Apple Music user, easy. And the Apple TV, again, you have to have an Apple TV so you can use the HomePods in that kind of setup. But I think just overall value, a pair of HomePod 2s is is one of the best values I think you can get. Yeah, and when we moved into this house, well, we we were poor and we didn't have any HomePods. They didn't actually make them then, so it didn't matter. But, yeah, but right, when yeah. we were thinking, so in our, in our lower level, we actually do have a... It's an older TV, but we it's not a Sonos uh, uh, soundbar, but we ha- it's, I think, a Samsung soundbar and a sub. And it does sound great for movies. It's it's a great experience for, you know, usually if we want to watch Marvel or Star Wars or whatever. That, it's great. Yeah, it's right. good for that kind of thing. For upstairs, the living room, we do have a nice LG OLED, one of the ones that's basically flush to the wall. And the, because... To be candid, I I had to make some compromises. Actually, that's not a compromise. It's a very nice television. But I was gonna say the OLED TV. But the point <laughs> is, good. I couldn't get the one that has that sits on a stand. It had to be the kind that was flush to the wall because there are other people sure. to consider the aesthetics of those types of things. And there was no way I was going to be able to wire things into the ceiling. There was no way I was going to be allowed to have like you know floor to you know floor speakers or anything like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So guess what though the the HomePods, the OG HomePods that are up there right now, were like acceptable. And thankfully for me. <laughs> They were like the best option that I could. They were a little bit more than unfortunately 300 bucks a piece. I wonder if most people who are looking would even consider, like I feel like the market for the HomePod is huge, but the people who actually think of it is, is, is a lot smaller because Sonos has done such a great job of becoming first of yeah. mind in that space, right? They right. they just are the thing that people think of first. It's kind of the way Bose was back when, when I was younger, right? When I think, you know, that's funny you mentioned it. I used to work at Circuit City, and I was in the home theater department. And I remember back then, Bose was the surround sound system to get. And in Circuit City, we had this little spot that you could stand in where we had a Bose 5.1 set up, all focused in on this, like, three-square-feet area. So you could stand there and experience it and say, wow, this sounds amazing. 
I think Apple to compete with Sonos and other sound bars, because again, I do think the HomePods are a better value for most people. They would need to have a setup in Best Buy with a pair of HomePods and an Apple TV where someone can experience what that sounds like in person. Because rest assured, Sonos has that. Every other sound bar has that. Like you walk into Best Buy, you can try all those different things. Even Target, you can try a bunch of those different things. And it's hard to explain to someone like, hey, this is 600 bucks. Sounds just like you can't even tell the difference. Like you just listen to that Sonos arc. Here's a pair of HomePods. You think it's like you probably feel it sounds the better. Plus, you get all the HomeKit, you get all the Siri, you get all the whatevers. And there's, you know, more value to be had there in a pair of these things. You know, and that's interesting because you can't even do that in an Apple store. If you think about that it, they don't even that have that set up. Like Best Buy has a little mini Apple store, but they're right. never going to do that in the mini Apple store if they don't even do it in the in the normal sized Apple stores. Because I was just in one not that long ago. I took Apple's privacy class and it was interesting. But, you know, <laughs> I, they, they have HomePods. They didn't have the new HomePods at the time because they hadn't actually come out. But they have HomePods and they're connected to things and you can like listen yeah. to them, but they don't have the setup for you to like, put on, you know, Spider-Man No Way Home and listen to what it right. would sound like as he zips past you and stuff. It's like, it's, that's just, in, you brought up an interesting point because it's, the other part of the music is like the spatial audio. They really want you to know, well, that's not just true of the music, but they really want you to like think that that's a thing. And you're right. You need to experience that because most people don't, they have no idea. And I, I would agree with you. I think if most people gave, you know, did an ABC test for this ease of use, by far, the HomePods are the winner, right? You just pair, you just set them up. They basically, it's, it's as easy as setting up a new iPhone, right? You just bring your phone close to it. It does a little scanny thing on the top. can add it to HomeKit. You can pair it to a, when I say pair, I mean you can join it to your Apple TV. Uh, right. And it, you can set it as the default sound. And if you, if, you, if you had it set up where someone could like start playing music on their phone, walk up and just hold it near one of the new ones and it automatically oh, switches yeah. over like in a few seconds, like that would sell probably 50% of people. Like they can't walk up to a Sonos Arc and do that. They can't right. do that with any of these other sound bars, but they can do it with a HomePod. Plus it's doing Dolby Atmos for their home theater. Like that's the value. Right. And I, and I actually was talking recently to someone who hasn't, has an iPhone and has a Mac. They're not, they're, they're, they're asking me the question because they don't care about most of these things, but they said, what we just need, we were thinking of buying this Amazon speaker little thing because is it any good and i'm like it's you said amazon i'm gonna say no it's probably not any good you know Am apple just released a new home pod and they're like i don't do i need a 300 dollars speaker and and it it kind of brings out the for most people they can't relate. it's like i was i've spent a lot of my life as a photographer most people when they look at a photograph they care about what's in the photograph and that's how they mm -hmm. decide if it was a good photograph or not right like do i like the people <laughs> is this a memory that i remember <laughs> they aren't really subjectively right. or excuse me objectively measuring whether or not the photo was good right it's it, it's good enough because it was in focus and in fact if it's my child it doesn't even have to be in focus right <laughs> it just has to be visible yeah. <laughs> is it is it them is it can, <laughs> yeah, can, if i'm scrolling past it can i remember who it was and where we were that's like that's the standard for most people's photography and i don't and i think the iphone has had as much to do with that because the iPhone has made it a lot easier to take photos, but we can take so many photos that I think it maybe has lowered the bar just a little bit. But I think honestly, sound is kind of the same for people. They don't know, you know very few people are going to be comparing the $1,600 Sonos system to two HomePods. They're, 
if right. the home pod has i think already passed that bar it's good enough right. it is as good of a sound system as you need if you do not already know that what you want is a 7.1 system in your in your room right yeah and and that's again i am able to compare all these things cuz they're all in my house most people have a room probably their living room where they're like i want when i watch movies for it to sound good like right. what can i buy for the least amount of money so I don't feel like I'm getting ripped off. What can I buy to have that better experience? And again, honestly, like the Sono stuff, it sounds great. Like I said, the Arc and the Big Sub, but you get super expensive. The setup process is not as seamless. It can be weird. I also find that my Sono stuff flakes out sometimes. Like sometimes the sub will be disconnected in the app. And if I don't touch anything, like it'll still work with the TV, but if I want to play music, it like it's weird. And I've had to factory reset the sub a couple times and like bought it new, like just a few months ago. And so my home pods, even my OG home pods, again, for some people they die randomly. That has not happened with me. And I think the new home pods with the S7 chip, they're gonna last for a long time. They'll be pretty snappy, pretty fast for a long time. Setup is very easy. And again, if you're in the Apple ecosystem, I think that's key. If you're an iPhone user, but you're like 100 percent in on Spotify the value of HomePod immediately drops because you really can't play Spotify by default. You'd have to like airplay everything from your iPhone. Like it's just not as good. It's not as good of experience. So depending on your ecosystem, are you using HomeKit for your smart home? Are you using Apple Music? I do think those factors all have to kind of line up like the planets aligning for this to be good. But there are a lot of Apple users out there where that meets their criteria. They do use Apple Music. They are trying Apple HomeKit. And so for that, that's the value. Yeah, and I think it's a no-brainer. If if let's assume you want a good speaker, right? Because you aren't going to spend six hundred or three hundred dollars if you don't. But if you are someone who your primary home theater for getting content is an Apple TV, right? The HomePods are a no-brainer. Oh yeah, a pair of HomePods right. is by far right. the best setup you can get if what you use primary. And like, and our all of our TVs, we have, I guess we have four of them in our house now literally the only thing plugged into them besides electricity is a home pod. I mean, excuse me, a Apple TV. We don't plug them. Right, Actually, right, that's the drawback. Right. You can't plug a home pod into anything, which would be the main primary right. drawback from this is that you can't, you cannot hook a tell, you know, a, a receiver or something into it or an, an, you know, you can't play a CD player. If people still have CD players or, or a record. Well, player. And it, or turntables. Like yeah. some people, you know, they want to have a turntable. And again, like the Sonos amp is is the thing to get for something like that. But also, even in my house with many Sonos and HomePod devices, AirPlay 2 does work great. Like if I want to play music everywhere, it's heard in every room by everyone, like AirPlay 2 makes that possible. And Sonos plays nice with AirPlay 2. So that's that's good. But to your point also, if you're not an Apple TV user, maybe you just use your smart TV stuff like the value does decrease sharply if that's the case. And so right. if you're just using your smart TV features and you don't have an Apple TV and you're a Spotify user, not Apple Music, then that changes the whole paradigm. Then I would say, well, maybe look into the Sonos Beam and Sub Mini because that will play nicer with your ecosystem. And so, yeah. Yeah, I feel like we need a flow chart here. It's like start at the top and, and it's like, uh, do you have yeah. an iPhone? Yes, no. <laughs> if no, then forget it. Like there's really do no you, reason. Do you watch movies? <laughs> do yes. You, no. Do you okay. watch movies? Yes. Do you like sound? <laughs> yeah. Right. Do you like audio? Do you yeah. like sound? Can you tell the difference? Do you know what bass and treble are? Right. And it's and like not even like tongue in cheek. I think that people do, you know, take stock into like how sensitive are you into the audio quality? 
Like if you have a HomePod, a pair of HomePod minis, and you're like, these are great. They sound wonderful. Awesome. Just, just get another pair of HomePod minis then for whatever other room you're looking at and call it a day. But if you can tell the difference and you are maybe a music aficionado or you really want that good movie experience, then I think is someone who should look at the HomePod if they're in the Apple ecosystem. I don't know. I feel like if you really care, and this is going to, this is, people are not, a lot of people are going to disagree with me on this, but I would say if what you really care about is a great music listening experience, not movies, but honestly, I think you're better off spending the money on a set of AirPods Pro. Because you can listen to your music anywhere, and they sound well, really good. That is true. They sound really, really good, and uh, you don't have to hear anyone else in your house. <laughs> if I only had to have one, AirPods Pro 2 or the big HomePod pair, absolutely, I would choose the AirPods Pro. Like, bring them everywhere. Noise canceling is amazing. They actually do sound incredible, like you're saying. The AirPods Pro 2. My, my mom actually just bought a pair. She was like, you know, when I walk around the lake, I kind of want to listen to something. And said, okay, I had a pair of AirPods 3. Because I was like, listen, if she's good with the 3, just that's fine. So here's the AirPods 3. She tried those. I handed her the AirPods Pro 2. And as soon as I turned on that noise canceling, she was like, what is this? <laughs> this is amazing. I want that. And I was like, yeah, that's the AirPods Pro 2. They're more expensive. But the noise canceling is pretty sweet, especially in the grocery store. <laughs> so. Well, I, I'll tell you, is we, we, gotta, we have to wrap up. But I will tell you this. I was having coffee with a, a friend or later last week, and he was telling me he had just gotten a pair of AirPods Pro sometime in the recent future. And when he got them, he spent a week trying to figure out what was wrong with his truck. Because every time he would get into his truck and he would start it, and then he'd put his AirPods in, he thought it was dying. Because the AirPods, the noise cancellation was so good, it sounded like oh, the yeah. engine went off. And he's like, yeah, it's weird. What is it's wrong weird. with my truck? And then he realized it was just the, was, oh, these are amazing. So it is, it is a bizarre experience because I, I, AirPods Pro 2 and grocery shopping, like that's my pair. Like if I leave them at home by accident, I'm turning around. Like I'm not going grocery shopping without them. I agree. And when I'm done grocery shopping, I load the car. I still have my AirPods Pro in. They're playing a podcast, probably on digital, let's be honest. I sit down and I start my car. If I forget to take my AirPods out first, it is a very strange experience to feel the car starting, but not hear it actually start. And that's how good that noise canceling is. I agree. I mean, I, my car doesn't actually start, so I, but I do think it's it's the same. <laughs> yeah. It's electric. Yeah, you want to talk about all the Sonos system in my house. I drive a 2011 <laughs> Kia Soul. Uh, Kia Soul, hamster mobile, okay? That's that's where all the, uh, instead of a car, I put it in speakers. You put it in the speakers. I mean, my yeah. car does have pretty good speakers, but I still would use the uh, AirPods. Okay. All right. So I, I feel like we've solved very little about why Apple brought this back, but I am glad that they did. I do think that the new, um, the second generation HomePods are very, very good. They are the best speaker that most people will probably need. If you really yeah. care about high-end audio, whatever, there are other options. But I do think that they are a good value, especially because now that Apple dropped the price by 50 bucks, that means they're going to be cheaper at Best Buy and Amazon, right? You're probably going to be able to find these for $249. i am pretty sure about exactly. that. Exactly. And I think that, yeah. that, becomes a, that becomes a very good deal. I did hear somebody on a podcast last week say, I don't, I, you're going to tell me it was the Apple Insider podcast and I'm going to feel really bad about it, to say that they should Let's sell see. a pair for like 500 bucks. You should just be able to get two of them for 500 that bucks. makes sense so, that wasn't me but that's okay, a good thank idea goodness. it was probably mike hurley i'm guessing on upgrade but i i do think that that was a good recommendation that you should just like think of these as a pair and if apple sold them that way they were already a stereo pair when you took them out of the box that'd be pretty amazing so that would that would be nice they they, they could streamline that setup a little bit i was kind of like i was setting them up on friday because they arrived i wanted to do like a little unboxing video and you had to update them immediately before you use yep. them i was like come on come on now <laughs> 
Yeah. That's, that's not I will say that that's weird because the, the ones that I got were updated. And I wonder if it's like because they send them to reviewers. But it was uh, my experience was very different. I took them out of the boxes and was immediately told, take those somewhere where no one can see them because they are not the same color. So, But the midnight color is very good. And I think the other it looks nice. I think the white is also very nice. It's exactly like it was before. So, yeah. Yeah. I have a compressed air canister that I'm going to keep here in the studio and just spritz them once a day to try and keep them clean. We'll They'll probably be cleaner in a studio, right? Like than they would be as long as you keep your door shut. Most there's like less dust circulating, hopefully. Well, I tell my kids to stand across the house, and I crack my studio door open. I say, "Do you see them? That's as close as you're going to get." And I close the door <laughs> until HomePod Three comes out, and then these will become hand-me-downs. Yeah, so. they can, I just give it to whoever. Right? Yeah, who wants these? Uh, I'll auction them off. All right. Well, Stephen, I really appreciate it. Where can people find you? I mean, we mentioned that you have all these shows. Where, 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 where should people find you? I would love it if people went to YouTube.com/slash/at/beardfm or slash bearded teacher. Either one works. But uh, subscribe to the YouTube channel. My review of the HomePod is up there, and it'd be great if people watch it. Absolutely, and I will absolutely include a link to it right after I go and watch it. <laughs> as soon as we're yeah, done, yeah, no, no, watch it first. I want you to link to <laughs> oh, it. Oh no, blindly. We'll link to it, and uh, and and I agree. I've I, Stephen also has on that YouTube channel. A, if you if you are ever thinking, huh, I wonder about this thing on my phone. There's probably a video on Stephen's channel about all of these different things like how to use reminders or using Google search or just why you shouldn't quit your iPhone apps. There's also an amazing video that, oh. that about the Apple watch ultra and the solo loops. He has some, <laughs> he has some like of all the videos on the channel you were about to highlight. I did not think you were going to choose the solo. He, loop well, because you, you gave us such a valuable piece of information that I don't think most people knew about how the solo loops. I'm only saying this because you included one of my tweets in there. Yeah. So. yeah your tweet is in the video. Exactly. <laughs> That's the only reason you should definitely go watch that one a bunch of times for him. So hit the like button. So, <laughs> Appreciate All right. Well, yeah. Stephen, thank you so much for making the time. Uh, definitely check yeah, out fun. Stephen's YouTube channel. He's also, are you still on Twitter? Oh, yeah. I'm just as active on Twitter. Okay. He's still on Twitter. So you should definitely find him there. And he's probably on the other one too, Mastodon, right? I'm on Mastodon too. But I mean, on Twitter, like I'm tweeting first and IFTTT is pushing all my tweets to Mastodon. Okay. But I'm I'm checking my like replies and responding to people on both. But I'll be on Twitter till it burns down. Listen, right? most of the people who are listening to this don't know what either of those things are, so it's totally fine. Mm. So, and I probably will have to cut that okay. out because I just insulted everyone who's yeah, listening. I was to gonna this. say, was gonna what say. am I doing? Yeah, make sure most, you cut that out. Most self-destructive podcast ever. So, <laughs> all right, thank you so much, Stephen. Yeah, thanks for having me. It was fun.